Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children, where I support parents and educators with tools and skills for feelings, kindness, and everyday mental well-being, also known as social-emotional skills and empathy. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I know that there is no cookie-cutter approach to raising children, and information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. Today, I'm going to be talking about information overload in modern parenting. One of the challenges of modern parenting is knowing what to do and what not to do, when to act and when not to, knowing who to trust and who not to, finding people to stand with and also not doing what others do, knowing when to listen to your gut and also being okay with questioning it. I know that's a particularly tricky one because many of you are forging a new path in parenting. So your instincts might feel off at times and that might lend itself to you feeling pulled in different directions. All this to say, there are a lot of layers to parenting and ultimately when we really dig in, everyone is trying to do their very best and this is not easy. This is also complicated by the fact that we live in a world focused on fast fixes and survival tactics. It's also not surprising that these things are starting to backfire and children and their parents are the ones left navigating these murky waters on their own. There was an explosion of information on social media during the pandemic and overwhelmed parents willing to do anything to make it through were taking it all in. Unfortunately, some of that information wasn't rooted in expertise and experience. It was grounded in trying to make everyone feel better about the decisions they were making to get by. In many ways, though, the pandemic has highlighted a crisis in parenting that has been growing for quite some time. The world has changed. Parenting is changing. But some of those changes aren't playing out quite the way people intend for them to. This is really clear in some of the things that people commonly share with me. For example, I have done XYZ parenting. That could be peaceful parenting, gentle parenting, intentional parenting, conscious parenting, and so on. And I'm just not sure I'm doing it right because I'm still losing my cool. I haven't stopped yelling. And if I'm really being honest, I just can't do what they're suggesting or asking. There is a lot of overwhelm, shame, and guilt in their voices when they share this with me because these parents are trying their best and it's not working. The reality is behavior is complex and social media and marketing make it seem like the solutions are simple. Say this and everything will be magic. Do that and everything will be fine. Create a strong attachment and you'll be able to do anything. The reality is, none of this is totally true. You can have a great attachment and find parenting really, really challenging because kids test limits and have big feelings, no matter how connected to you they are. The other major theme I hear regularly is that I'm completely exhausted from doing all the things. Some will then add, and for some reason, it was working so well until it wasn't, and now it's worse than ever, and I hate the parent I've become. 
This can be what happens when we don't build skills for the underlying challenges, the root of the issue. There is so much more to navigating our feelings than having a caring adult be connected to us and validate those feelings. We are all suffering from information overload. And I will say after spending the better part of two years consuming way more social media than I'd ever like to admit, and certainly more than I ever did prior to starting this business, most of the information out there is not grounded in a solid balance of science, theory, and experience. That balance is critical. Theory and reality are very different and finding ways of making them coexist takes practice. As an example, I am definitely not the same educator I was when I closed my preschool as when I first opened it seven and a half years earlier. And I am most definitely not the same educator or even person that I was when I finished my master's in ed over 20 years ago. I have learned so much from the children and families I've worked with, and it has shaped so many things, my perspective, my outlook, and ultimately it is the foundation of the frameworks I now share in my programs and one-on-one support. But here's the thing. My education alone didn't teach me the important things. And I think even more than that, understanding that many children are in care settings from an early age, and many of those spaces have ratios of one to five, one to eight, one to 28, and so on. This is such an important part of understanding the needs of modern children and their parents, because this not only impacts their experience there, but also shapes your relationship with them at home. This is a big reason modern parenting is unlike anything that has ever happened to date. I know when we are talking about child development and changing the way you parent, the stakes are high. I also know as a longtime educator, no single approach or style ever works long term or every time because behavior and relationships aren't linear. One of the questions I was consistently asked when people were looking into my preschool, what are you? Are you Montessori? Are you Forest School, Waldorf, traditional, Reggio? What are you? We have this need to compartmentalize our approach to raising children, to seeing certain systems as advantageous for long-term success. We do this in a lot of spaces. And my answer to that question has been the same since I started teaching. I don't believe in any single system. I actually think linear systems are hugely problematic. I liked to bring a little of this and a little of that and put them together, depending on the needs of the children I was working with. Now, this also means I had to study a little of this and a little of that in order to be able to do this. But as a result, I got really experienced in recognizing patterns that were supporting children and their families and the ones that were not. I have a lot of expertise grounded in theory. But experience is what shapes my understanding of how to navigate because children are unique and diverse, but they also coexist in really important spaces, places like daycare, preschool, and school. And that's a piece that is often overlooked in the advice that's out there. I'd also like to add this includes coexisting with you and the members of your family. Children may be the center of our world, but they are not in fact the entire world. This is where theory and reality are so distinct. There's a massive difference between the things I want to advocate for and the changes I want to make while still supporting the realities of right now. 
Here's an important part of that reality. When things don't go well, you're the first one who's going to get the call. So it's part of our responsibility to ensure we are building our child's skills to navigate both home and outside the home. Here's the really important part that should give you some relief. When we do this, our job as parents are actually easier. I know when you actively help parents develop tools for social emotional well-being, that's tools for feelings, kindness, empathy, everyone's life is easier. Something I've noticed as we navigate this new path in parenting is that parent guilt is through the roof and it's affecting your ability to make decisions. It's also the same thing that marketing tactics stick themselves to and dig into your brain with. What's the thing that you're struggling with and what's my fast fix for it? And how can I share it in an easily digestible format, typically 30 seconds or less? Last time I checked, that's not actually how behavior works. And this is a huge part of why you are feeling so stressed all the time. You were promised a quick fix or an unrealistic outcome, and now you're feeling like a failure because it didn't go the way you were told it would. Or it worked for a bit, but didn't work long term. This is all part of the marketing cycle of pain points. Speak to a specific challenge with a solution where there is no obligation to consider the bigger picture or the long-term trajectory that ensures that solution is actually building some skills. Spoiler alert, quick fixes rarely, if ever, build skills, which means the problem is just being pushed to somewhere else or growing into something bigger. That's what people share with me. It was working until it wasn't, and now it's epic. Giving children choices is a prime example of this model. You can solve conflict by giving children choices. Although true, there is no mention of the importance of age-appropriate choices or the implications of consumerism on the availability of those choices. So suddenly, parents are finding themselves in epic showdowns because the Spider-Man shirt isn't available when it's wanted. Developmentally, a young child doesn't understand the implications of laundry, weather, and all those things. What they do understand is when you give them a choice about clothing, that's what they want to wear. This is a great example of how adult brains and children brains are not operating on the same plane. There's a few layers to consider with this fast fix. What was the reason for giving the choice in the first place? Was it to get dressed faster? Was it to avoid an argument? Or was it to avoid dealing with some uncomfortable feelings? Ones like disappointment, frustration, and overwhelm. Kids like control. We all do. But they can't have it all the time. And when they can't, there's usually big feelings involved. As a result, giving them a choice didn't solve your underlying problem. It just pushed it off to another area. I'm going to dig more into this topic in a future episode because I do believe giving children choices is essential, but those choices must be developmentally and age appropriate, or you're going to find yourself in some even bigger battles than the ones you were trying to avoid by giving a choice in the first place. I see this all the time, especially when it comes to needing to wear uncomfortable winter gear. So as you navigate the information out there, Consider that fast fixes might be causing you more problems in the big picture than solving the ones you are having in the moment. What is the goal of the person sharing the fast fix? Do they truly want your success or do they want you to buy something? Look, I run a business. I'm not going to lie and say I don't sell things. I have bills just like everybody else. 
but I deeply care about your success and well-being. And I think that's a really important piece to recognize. Let me return to the calls I was talking about earlier that I get from parents who are really trying their best by tackling all the books, following the right accounts, and aligning themselves with specific styles or approaches, and then finding themselves defeated. Just like I mentioned about education, it's not that all these approaches are wrong or misguided. I see a lot of value in a lot of them, actually. It's that any single approach to anything, especially behavior, can be problematic. It's not much different than fast fixes. Here's the recipe, here's the cookie cutter, make it work. This makes me think of something. I've shared my favorite Play-Doh recipe with many families over the years. They wanna recreate the same texture as the one I used to make in my preschool. Yet, for some reason, the consistency is never quite the same as mine on the first go. Same recipe, always different outcomes. So maybe it's because we use different salt or different water temperature, different layers of kneading. There's so many variables, yet it was the same recipe, but it had a different outcome. I know you can see where I'm going with this. Different families, different variables, same recipe, different outcomes. And sometimes that outcome is not the super squishy soft Play-Doh. It's the one you can't use because it didn't work. And no matter how hard you try, it's just an ooey gooey mess. Let's take this analogy one step further by applying this to parenting styles and approaches. Having read the theories and some of the parenting books out there, there's a core thing that I think is worth mentioning. It's one of the main ingredients in our parenting recipe. A lot of the advice out there and in these approaches rely on an idea that you have really strong social emotional skills. That's the ability to show up and be calm, to co-regulate, to be present, understand behavior, all the sort of pieces of social emotional intelligence. In reality, most adults haven't really learned these skills unless you've been to therapy or you study them because they aren't something that anyone has really talked about much until very recently. So for the most part, the world has prioritized emotional suppression. And as it shifts, I would say most people don't have the baseline tools to support the strategies they are trying to implement with their children. In other words, the ingredients for your recipe are very different than the recipe you are trying to make look like someone else's. It almost goes without saying, the other ingredients in your recipe, the people and the personalities of the family members, they're not the same as each other and they're certainly not the same as other families out there. This is the reason why you misinterpret posts, take on more than is intended, try things that aren't developmentally appropriate. Again, social media is all about fast fixes and one size fits all. As a content creator myself, I have two to three seconds to grab my viewer's attention. And if I'm lucky, I'll keep your attention for 15 to 30 seconds. But then what? How can I possibly capture the skills needed to be an effective parent in that? I can't. I have literally literally broken my brain for the last year trying to do this without compromising my ethics and my values. In my free on-demand workshop, I start to tackle this idea that there is so much more to losing your cool than telling yourself not to, that there are layers to building your skills alongside your child because the reality is parenting is a journey of skill building. The more quick fixes you apply, the more challenges you are likely to face in the long run. Anyone who is promising you that you'll never lose your cool or raise your voice is misleading you. To get better at doing these things, you have to build skills. Nobody wants to tell you that hard truth because it means there's no fast fix. One really important piece of advice I want to put out there is really dig into the advice you're reading. 
Not all advice is created equal, and there are no standards on this. Ask yourself questions like, was it developed in an office with the purpose of grabbing my attention, aka those pain points in marketing? Some of the biggest accounts out there have teams where their entire job is to do just that. Also ask yourself, was it created by someone who has worked with children outside their home? Has that person seen a classroom, especially a public school one? I don't mean they need to be an educator, but they do need to understand what that space really looks like because children spend a lot of time in it. They need to recognize what teachers and care providers are responsible for doing every day. Lastly, what are their credentials and what experience supports that? That balance of expertise and experience is essential. That's the only way to address your family's recipe. Okay, today was a big topic, but such an important one because you are treading a new path and that's not easy. At times, I find the information out there overwhelming too. But when I get back to my research roots and I remind myself what to look for in validating information, it can take that down a few notches. We are living in the age of information and that makes decision-making extra hard. Find your resources, but don't lose track of yourself in the process. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you will be notified when future episodes launch and share this episode with friends or colleagues you think might enjoy it. For information on how to connect with me, you can check out the show notes or you can find me on Instagram at Raising Resilient Children. Until next time, thanks again for listening. 